What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest. So you love Ernest. Same guy, different name. Back again with another episode. The final episode of 2018 of the Let's Talk About It podcast. Yes, clap it up, clap it up, clap it up, especially for this episode. So let's get right into the uh, topics right now. I I said last week that I was going to talk about Will Smith's roles. It's just a little... I guess some people are going to call it a hot take. It's just my opinion on the roles Will Smith, um, you know, has and why I feel as though Will Smith has the reputation he does in Hollywood um, for his acting. So, uh, obviously, I think a big part of it is also the fact that he's had a big show... uh, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, that was, you know, one of the best shows that I've seen, um, as a child, I'm about to go sit on this squeaky ass mattress, alright, anyways, um, well, creaky as fuck, but, um, yeah, that, that's part of it, and I give people that, but I'm just gonna flat out say it, I don't think Will's acting ability is as good as people, or Hollywood in general may want you to think it is, right? Or just in general how people say that it is. Uh, but we're in a social media era where people just over hype things. Um, and that's nothing new. We've been, we've, uh, it was always an era where people will overhype things and stuff it's just now that social media is around or has been around for a lot quite some time we are exposed to a lot of uh the the stupidity or they're just a lot of things really not just stupid things but we're exposed to a lot about human nature and how humans uh interact and how they basically act right um, social media definitely exposed that, and that's something that I pay attention to a lot because uh, it's just the, I guess, the little mini psychologist in me who likes to observe the actions of individuals and then make my own observation based off of what I've seen, how I've seen people act. Um, that's neither here or there for this episode, probably for a future episode in 2019. But anyways. Um, back to the topic at hand. Yeah, Will Smith. If I had to rate Will Smith's acting ability, just like how I rate albums out of ten, I would give it a seven out of ten. Now, I, that's not a bad score, but it's certainly not the high nines and eights or even ten out of tens as many people uh, give Will Smith. Now, I think Will Smith's roles somehow. He lands these iconic roles that are just, just great. And these movies, if they don't bring tears to my eyes, they bring joy or they do both. You know, Ali was one of them. Pursuit of Happiness was another one. Concussion was another one. I think that was an underrated uh, movie by Will Smith. The role wasn't. I mean, obviously, he was putting on an African accent, so you know how people feel about people who don't naturally have African accents putting on African accents. 
I for one, I, I, with any accent, really, not just African accents. If you don't really have that accent and you put it on, to me, I'm always going to look at you like you're a weirdo <laughs> just to get this role. But I mean, I'm not an actor, so I don't understand that mindset of just playing a role and putting on said accent. He, yeah, he had the Ali accent. I, that, that was my least favorite accent he's actually made. People who have seen Concussion said, um, uh, well, the critiques I've seen from the movie Concussion, uh, my banana's about to fall out my bag, but, um, anyways, the, the critiques I've seen people have about Concussion, um, was they didn't really like Will's accent, and again, it did sound forced, you can hear it, but, him playing as Ali was, was more, and I get it, Ali has a specific voice, um, you know, well, rest in peace to Muhammad Ali, but the man had a strong voice, a specific voice, a strong accent and everything, and the way he, he, he talked, uh, was, it was different, I mean, to say the least, that's the best way I could describe it, it was different from, hearing anybody else speak and I'm not just talking about the things Muhammad Ali said I'm talking about his actual voice uh it was different from you know what anybody you know sounded like I haven't even heard anybody who sounded like Muhammad Ali uh who perfectly you know flowed his words and stuff not even these rappers they don't even got flows as good as Muhammad Ali uh, but I'm talking about the voice as well. And not even his children have his voice. So that just goes to show you how special, uh, if we're not talking about all the accolades and all the shit that Ali has done and went through. Uh, if we're talking about that aside, he's still a special individual based on his voice and how he delivers words and the words he said. Um, so I understand why Will Smith as the actor for Ali wanted to uh capture that part of Ali he didn't want to sound like Will Smith doing uh dressing up as Muhammad Ali right he wanted to be Ali he wanted to be I forgot the doctor's name um in the movie concussion but he wants to be all these characters which is great it's just the acting to me doesn't carry it for me it's the movie, um, and that should be with all movies, I guess, the movie should always outshine the acting, I guess, but to me, you know, there's a reason why people say he's a good actor, or she's a good actress, and she's a bad actress, or he's a bad actor, right, um, because bad acting can ruin a movie, at least for me, bad acting could make a movie unbearable to watch I mean the storyline could be good the plots and everything could be good and I will say those things but if the acting is just horrible that's gonna be hard for me to not focus on is damn how bad this acting is right uh and that's the that's a distraction from the possibly good storyline and like I said the good plots and everything uh but Will's acting hasn't been that bad of a distraction for me to say, yeah, I 
didn't enjoy watching Ali. I didn't enjoy watching Pursuit of Happiness. I didn't enjoy Pursuit of Happiness. He didn't put on the accent. It was Will's actual voice. He was just in character of um, the man he was playing. And he obviously dressed to look like that man or to resemble that man, I should say. Because um, the story is, the movie is based on a true story. Um, same with Concussion. And what I'm bringing this up because possibly the I'm going to use his his genie uh, Aladdin <laughs> uh, the little photo that came out of him just looking really weird and shit. But I've seen Will at his weirdest, so I'm used to it. But and I'm yawning because I'm recording this in the morning. You know, you know, you're gonna hear it Monday morning, but recording this Saturday morning just to let y'all know. Um, Oh yeah, and if y'all don't hear from me or see from me in in person or you know social media or whatever before the new year starts, happy new year. Um, but as far as this, I'm not going to watch Aladdin simply because I'm not with the whole remakes of childhood movies. I'm an adult now. Maybe I'm just one of the rare adults who doesn't want to see uh in certain movies uh well most of the childhood movies that i saw i'm like nah i'm good i'd rather keep the memory of watching those films as a child because i still remember watching aladdin i still remember watching lion king i still remember watching a bug's life and all these other no cop you know uh childhood movies and stuff space jam is one of the few that i would still watch today only because of my fandom of Michael Jordan, uh, you know, the the slight, I mean, I'm very critical of Mike, <laughs> but I do love the guy, uh, Michael Jordan, that is, uh, so I would still watch, uh, but I mean, yeah, I would still watch Bugs Bunny and the rest of the cast in, uh, space jam because of that but like it's like i was just saying that's a rare occurrence that's there's very few movies i saw in my childhood uh cartoon movies especially animated movies i saw in my childhood that i will still watch today aladdin is not one of those movies though lion king is not one of those movies though sorry on to the next subject Alright, so we're going to talk about this Alan Maloney dude. For those who don't know who Alan Maloney is, he's the uh, referee who forced the, in a way I should say, forced the teenager, I forget his first name, I think his last name is Johnson, Um, but this was at a high school in, I believe in New Jersey, one of the northern states, not Massachusetts, but um or eastern states not massachusetts whatever you want to call it but um yeah it was a wrestling event i don't know if this was like championship round i don't i doubt it was um i got a lot of questions for the shit but obviously i'm talking about it here and let's talk about a podcast anyways um yeah alan maloney is the referee who in a way forced this 
uh, Team Johnson to cut his locks off or to get it cut shorter because not all of it was cut. Um, because I let Maloney, this is, this is word from, I've seen people on social media who said that they were former, um, high school wrestlers and they've dealt with Alan Maloney before. They've said that he always tries to make the matches about him or at least big matches. If it's a big, you know, important, uh, match like I I this match probably was uh he'll try to make it about him but also there's reports of supposedly Alan Maloney uh calling another referee racial slurs or saying the n-word to that referee and then Alan getting his ass kicked uh if you're listening to this on the anchor app I'm gonna need you to clap it up for that referee if it's true clap it up for the referee who kicked Alan Maloney's ass yo Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Um, because th- that is what <laughs> happens if you violate motherfuckers. You get your ass kicked. But let me stick to the top. Well, that is the topic at hand, so let me not correct myself. But uh, yeah, the outrage behind it. What do I think as a brother with locks? How would I feel? How would I react in that situation? Number one, I wouldn't have done what the team uh, Johnson did. Now, why I'm saying I wouldn't have done what he done. Well, I'll get into all that. But uh, why I'm holding part of this on Johnson is because um, it was a choice. I think Alan Maloney presented a choice to Johnson saying that he had to cut his hair, get his hair cut, I should say, or uh, forfeit the match and then his team would lose. Uh, Johnson ended up winning that match anyways, and I don't think it had anything to do with, uh, you know, I don't think his hair would have done, I don't think him cutting his hair made him win the match because Johnson was going to whip that white boy's ass anyways. I'm just saying. But, uh, yeah, that was the choice that was presented to Johnson. Johnson did what he did. Some people were calling it, uh, saying he, he's a team player. <laughs> it ain't, let me tell you something. As much as I love sports, sports is not that important. It is not. In fact, sports fans are going to be mad at me for saying this. Sports is the least important thing in a fucking world. Yes. I And I love sports. Like I say, not all, but I do love sports. But it is the least important thing in the entire fucking world world people could bring up shit like it, it, it works on people people skills and you know teamwork guess what you can work on people skills teamwork camaraderie all that other shit without ever having to play on a sports team ever now i've played on sports teams teams multiple multiple teams multiple sports so i understand the uh, how sports can, can, uh, you know, 
help people with, you know, camaraderie, teamwork, and all that other shit I just named. But trust and believe, I learned a bulk of that other shit. Camaraderie, teamwork, trusting in human beings, diversity. I've learned a bulk of that shit by not playing sports as well. So, yes, my shit still stands. My title still stands. Sports is the least important thing in this world. The second least important thing, we're not going to make a list of this shit because it's a bunch of lists, uh, it's a bunch of shit, and I'd be going on and on and on forever if I were to make a list. So I'm the, 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 the second least, though, are looks. Now, I'm a fickle motherfucker. I love a good-looking woman. But not, not to go into tangent, I'll get back on subject at hand. But looks really, really, really don't matter. But they're not as pointless as sports. Sports is one of the most useless, most least important, I should say. I'm not going to say pointless, useless, but it's the most least important. Same as looks. Looks aren't pointless or, you know, whatever. But it's not as important as we put, as we, human beings, put uh, them on a pedestal for. Because at the end of the day, people should care about how they are on the inside and how they treat one another not based on their looks or not based on their ability to play a sport or not or if they even like sports or not but back to the topic at hand it's not that important to me i don't give a fuck what team i'd play i've been on track teams baseball teams and stuff uh you know tennis teams None of that shit, no one's ever tried to get me to cut my hair, whether I've always had hair, whether it was in the fro or if it's in locks right now, uh, I've always had hair. No one has ever tried to cut, you know, they've made jokes, of course. I've gotten racist jokes. I've gotten jokes about my hair all the time. Uh, But no one's ever said in any of the competitions I've played it. In order for you to do this, you got to cut your hair. Now, I understand running track, playing baseball, playing tennis. These are things where you can have your hair wrapped up and covered up, which I did. Uh, th- that's number one. Number two, uh, it, I guess it's a rule in this New Jersey. Again, I'm guessing that New Jersey is the state. Uh, but I'm guessing that's a rule for uh, wrestlers who have a certain amount of hair. No matter their skin color, but if they have a certain amount of hair, they have to cover it. And if they, if that, if if the hair covering is, cannot cover all of the hair, then they have to either cut the hair or not be able to compete, basically. Cut the hair so it's an appropriate length to fit inside the hair covering or not be able to compete. Now, Johnson's locks doesn't even look like it would be a big ass in it like my locks would are would be would not fit in that hair covering all right johnson's a lot taller than me well not a lot taller let me not get myself some fucking let me not paint myself as this three foot midget over here uh you know oh three foot little person pc pc let me not paint myself as that he's taller than me though uh not bigger but he's taller but his hair definitely was is not as I guess meaty as mine. 
And that's not an insult to the kid. You know, I want him to continue to grow his hair if that's what he wants to do. He seemed pretty upset that the fact that he had to cut his hair. Um, my thing is, this is not Johnson's. I think it's pretty clear that it is not Johnson's first wrestling match. It's not his first rodeo. It's not his first time. Any of that shit. If none of the other referees or the coaches or the wrestling federation of high school in New Jersey said anything about Johnson's hair before, but Alan Maloney was the one asshole to say something about it because he wanted to make a big fiasco and shit shit. Because uh, that's what some people do. They just, they their lives are miserable. Their lives are trash. Uh, so instead of saying, how can I make my life better? They say, how can I make someone not, someone else's life worse so I can feel better about myself? But that little temporary high is just that. Uh, it's a temporary high. Whereas making your life better is a lasting high. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. As far as the outrage, I understand it. I understand the bigger issue of, uh, you know, Ava DuVernay. I love that woman so much, but she brought up a great point about how, you know, many people, they rock locks because it's not just a fashion statement to them. It's, you know, who they are. And also this criminalization of not only just locks, but just black hair in general it has to stop. I'm 100% in agreement with that. I can tell you for a fact with me, the only reason why I got locks, uh, you know, well, now it's because, you know, it's just a big fuck you to white supremacy. But when I first was getting them, it was because I've always wanted to have long hair. I've always want, loved having hair, period. But I've always wanted to have long hair. The thing is, my hair doesn't go straight like ASAP Rockies, right? I can't straighten my hair. You, I straighten my hair and it curls up within 13 minutes, <laughs> you know? So I was like, I might as well get locks because my hair is forever going to be nappy. Let me embrace my naps, my natural, I guess, nappy hair and lock it up. And that way it gets longer that way. And I don't have to force straight, straighten my shit or, you know, get some fucking, Tito Jackson perms or whatever, uh, you know, or get, you know, some Ike Turner type hairdos and shit, uh, you know, cause I ain't trying to walk around looking like Ike Turner, you know, I don't want, you know, it's, I don't want women looking at me like, oh, he beats women and he's short. Fuck that. Nah, <laughs> but in serious, uh, in seriousness and all this, uh, BS with this whole Mike, I mean, Mike Maloney, Alan Maloney shit. Um, I just read yesterday that he got fired. First, he was suspended. Now he's fired because of the backlash that social media was basically uh, saying to the New Jersey Referee Federation, WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, TNA crew. Nah, but to the Wrestling Federation, uh, you know, they were getting backlash and then uh, they decided to fire Alan Maloney. Alan's probably going to get picked up somewhere else because, uh, you know, some other federation, high school, whatever, 
they're going to look at this as, hey, free publicity for us for some reason. Everybody wants publicity. Um, so they're going to probably hire him or I don't know what he's going to do. He dude looks old as fuck. Like, well, not old as fuck, but he looks like he he is, you know, he he should have been retired probably about 10, 15, maybe even 20 years ago, but he still wants to make people's lives miserable. Again, I saw statements on social media from people who have dealt with Alan Maloney and said that he always makes the big matches, basically. Uh, the ones that are not just your normal expedition wrestling match. That's what he wants to do his fucking job. But if it's a big match, he, he makes it about himself. And then again, that's when I also learned, uh, well, social media is also where I learned about him getting his ass kicked by a black referee for calling the black referee the N-word. Clap it up for that referee one more time. But, um, again, if it's unclear about what I think about this situation, I think it's messed up. I feel for the kid Johnson, but at the end of the day, it's his choice. I, to me, do not feel as though, and people can say, well, you're not a team player. Fuck it. I'm not a team player then. Fuck it. Even though I do what the fuck I do for anyone who's ever played on a team, whether it be a group project or an actual sports team or just teamwork in general, they'll tell you the complete opposite. I am the ideal team player, right? But if you think because I refuse to be publicly, publicly, publicly humiliated by this fat, bald white man you got me fucked up because I will tell him to his face no I tell the white lady who with the scissors in her hand you better stick that scissors where the sun don't sign or else I'm taking him and I'm cutting your fucking ponytail off alright and then I'm mailing it to some hair manufacturer so some someone can't wear your hair as a weave okay so, oh, not melanin. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to sell it to a hair manufacturer so someone can rock your hair as weave. Okay? Back up with them scissors, ho. Back up. But he 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 did what he did. And, uh, you know, I heard someone say this. Shout out to the Is The Mic Still On podcast. That this man FIFO on the podcast said that this could serve as a life lesson. Uh, and I only shout out the podcast that I fuck with, by the way. So if I shout out another podcast, that's because I fuck with that podcast. You want me to shout your podcast out, you're going to have to, you know, make some great content. I'm sorry. You know, I shout out my own podcast because I fuck with my own podcast. And I shout out the podcast that I, I, I'm not on, but I fuck with. So shout out to FIFO of the Mike Still, is the Mike Still on podcast. And shout out to the rest of the Dead End crew. Great people over there but um yeah he said this could serve as a life lesson for this kid johnson and i agree uh you know whether the lesson will be something of a team player-esque type of thing like making sacrifices for i guess the greater good and i say that in quotation marks because once again sports is the least important thing in the world to me 
If you disagree, I'm sorry. But all the lessons you can learn in sports, you can also learn without ever having to play in the sports team. That's how not important sports is. When I think of things that are important, these are certain things that you can only learn by experiencing these things, not by experiencing uh, a multiple of other things. You can, uh, you can, you can learn camaraderie without ever having to play on the sports team ever in your life. You can learn how to, you know, gel uh, with di- many different personalities and, and all that stuff, uh, once again, without ever having to play on the sports team ever in your life. I'm not saying do away with sports because sports is an avenue to where people can learn these things. And why would I get rid of the many avenues where people can learn camaraderie, teamwork and shit like that? I'm not trying to eliminate all the avenues that we have for people to learn that. I'm just saying if on a scale of importance, sports is the least important. Now I'm going to keep saying that, but I do love sports. I do love it. That doesn't mean I hate them. That doesn't mean I don't watch sports. I love sports. Uh, it's just not important to me. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, he could learn a lesson like that. Or he could learn that because I'm assuming this kid is mixed with black. I don't I didn't I didn't I don't think that he was 100 percent black. I think that he's either half white, half black, or black and something else. But uh, that's just me making an assumption. But he could also learn, like, wow, this is how I, I may be going to this predominantly white high school because it, uh, it looked like that. His teammates were all white. The coaches, staff were all white. Michael Maloney's fat, ugly, bald ass was white. The people in the stands was white. The hairdresser apparently was white. Uh, well, the apparent hairdresser was white. She wasn't apparently white. She was white, but she, apparently she got a degree in cosmetology, and she's over here cutting hair with scissors like it's nothing. But yeah, uh, you know, that's a lesson to be learned. Like, wow, this is what they think of me. This is what they think of my hair, and it's all because of my hair. It's a bunch of shit that Johnson could learn from this. Uh. But at the end of the day, life is about the choices you make in dealing with the outcomes. I won't say consequences, the outcomes of those choices. If you choose not, if someone is saying to you, you have to cut your hair for this to get this opportunity or for this to happen and you refuse not to cut your hair, whatever happens after that, you deal with it accordingly. But if you decide to, to to cut your hair, you have to deal with whatever happens after that as well. Okay? I just want everybody to understand that they always there's always a choice. There is always a choice. You know, when I start beating on my fucking note, notebook, that's 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 me trying to stress some importance. There's always a choice though. So whether and yes i i've been a teenager before where i felt like i had no choice i had to comply and do something that i didn't really want to do and it's obviously apparent that that's not what johnson really wanted to do he didn't really want to cut his hair or have his hair 
the the you know the a number of locks cut out of his hair, right? Because again, his hair did not look like it was going to. I bet you he's worn hair hair you know those hair coverings before. And again, no one has said anything because it wasn't a nuisance. But bald man Allen over here thought it would be a nuisance. Or uh, once again, as a former student of who experienced his refereeing once said on Twitter, he makes the big matches about him. So any opportunity he said he, he sees where he could just try to make an outcry and make someone else's life miserable so all the attention is on him he will do so as far as assuming this guy is a racist well i can only go based on the information of him calling a black referee a nigger and getting his ass kicked and him just looking at johnson and saying i hate this nigger's hair i hate how nappy it is cut this shit or else you're not gonna be able to fight uh or compete uh, yeah, that is grounds enough to say he's racist. I know people go to bring up, well, how come it wasn't documented? It's a fucking high school, nigga. Y'all need to stop. And this is the last point I want to make before I get into the last topic. Stop acting like everything has to be on social media. Not everything is on the internet. Not just social media, but the internet in general. You mean to tell me that everything that has happened in your high school uh, whether it be a fucking small fight between two girls or a small fight between two guys or a fucking lunch fight or teachers having a disagreement or uh you know the littlest of things someone wore fucking two different shoes on their feet at school today all of that has to be on the, the internet or else it didn't happen no, these are people who've who dealt with Alan Maloney saying this is what happened, that's what happened, and simply because they didn't post it on social media or there's no camera, uh, there's no camera footage, there's no documents on social media, you can't search it up on Google. Simply because there's no documentation of it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. So get that mindset. Stop with that mindset because you don't know how dangerous having that mindset is that, well, if it's not on the internet, it might not, it, then it means it never happened. You know how long the Holocaust was because it wasn't showcased on well, the internet wasn't back then, but it wasn't being broadcasted. The Holocaust could have ended a lot earlier had the rest of the world or the United States, since we were the ones who went in and fought the war, uh, but had everyone knew about what the fuck was going on in Nazi Germany, so don't give me that bullshit about shit about that bullshit about shit about shit. No, nah, but for real, don't give me that bullshit about. Well, he, how do you know this is true? It could not be true. You're you're absolutely right for questioning the uh, 
authenticity of these claims about Alan Maloney. You're absolutely right. And I am not ranting on about you about that. But simply saying things like, well, it's not on the internet. I can't find footage of this man getting his ass kicked by the black referee. Therefore, it never happened. That's utterly bullshit. Or I can't find footage of him calling, you know, this black referee a nigger or just calling people uh, using racial slurs. So it never happened. That's utter bullshit. Because again, for the longest, uh, uh, Hitler and Nazis in general were getting away with what the fuck they were doing, which almost caused the instant, uh, uh, genocide, mass genocide of Jewish folks because no one knew what the fuck was going on. No one was paying attention until it became documented. So, just because it started to become, I'm not just talking about with Nazi Germany, I'm talking about with anything. Just because something begins to be documented doesn't mean that it wasn't happening before. Like, people had that argument with the whole, and I got my gripes with the Me Too movement, don't get me wrong. But people were saying shit like, well, now you're coming out about it, so what's true and what isn't true that's a valid question to ask but don't put that on everybody who's coming out and saying this person raped me I was sexually assaulted this time especially when those people have documents but those documents aren't on the internet why because they're not famous people or if they are famous people those documents were not on the internet because the the uh you know there's v- various entities or just just Hollywood in general did their best to make sure that this sexual predator was not uh outed as a sexual predator so that's all I got to say about that whole situation on to the last topic Alright, last topic we're going to talk about your man Chris Rock, your man Jerry Seinfeld, your man Louis C.K., and Ricky Gervais. Now, if none of them are your mans, that's cool. Um, I'm not going to act like, well, I never really cared for um, Louis C.K.'s stand-up. I know he wrote on the Chappelle Show and Chris Rock Show, so... To me, it seems as though he's a better writer than an actual performer. But the other three guys, Chris Rock, Ricky Gervais, and uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, I actually like their stand-ups. Not so much of a big fan of Gervais' stand-ups. But I have seen some uh, stuff from Ricky Gervais where I was like, this guy is actually funny. But we're not going to talk about their comedy bits. We're going to talk about this supposed comedy bit that went down eight years ago. But people decided they wanted to bring back up the situation where um, Louis C.K. is using the N-word, you know, with the hard E-R, <laughs> uh, 
him and Ricky Gervais are just using the N-word. The only two white guys in the room with one black guy, one black guy being Chris Rock. Using the N-word like it's, you know, like like it's, you know, fucking, <laughs> I don't, like it's normal for them to use it, right? Uh, I was just thinking maybe I should play the clip for y'all. It's the last episode. I haven't played anything off this dingy ass computer in a long time. Um, I'm recording this on my phone, so I could play it on my phone, but uh, I don't know how that's going to, uh, you know, work out with everything. So I'm going to try to stall and wait for this crappy ass laptop to load. And then I'm going to open up the, the, it might take a while because it might take a while. That's all I'm saying. So basically uh they're all in this room and this was supposed to be a, a th- well this was for hbo comedy special uncut some shit just four comedians chatting it up supposedly four best friend comedians is what i heard people say they were i i maybe they're four comedians who have i know chris rock and louis ck have a connection also know that Louis C.K. and Seinfeld, uh, well, not Louis C.K. and Seinfeld, but Chris Rock and Seinfeld may have a connection too because I see them all the time. Whenever they're, whenever there's in a room of like these top comedians having a conversation, those two names are always in the room, so I can understand, uh, you know, why they're always meeting up. Ricky Gervais is the one outlier to me, and he was also the one. Well, not the outlier in a good way like Seinfeld was in this situation. But uh, Ricky Gervais, to me, he's not on the level of a Louis C.K., Chris Rock, or Jerry Seinfeld. So it was kind of weird to see. And and in no way, shape, or form am I comparing this dude to, like, saying he's lower than them. Um, It sounds that way because I'm saying he's not on their level. I'm just saying... Maybe it's just me, and and if I had to rate who's uh, the most funniest and the least funniest uh, out of all of them uh, in that room, Ricky Gervais is not grossing the top spot. It is going to be Chris Rock, and not because he's black, uh, because I just think he's the funniest dude in that room. but it certainly wasn't going to be Ricky Gervais to be that spot. Um, but those guys, those other three guys, I will even say uh, Louis C.K. is a comedy titan. These guys are titans. Um, and Ricky Gervais, to me, is not one. Not saying that he won't eventually be one, but... <clears throat> Don't know who he was. He probably he and Louis C.K. are probably like cool. I believe Ricky Gervais had <clears throat> has a show, and maybe Louis C.K. is a writer on said show. So that's how they became close. Just like how Chris and Louis C.K. became close because Louis C.K. wrote for his show, and how Louis C.K. and Dave Chappelle are close because he wrote for the Chappelle show. Um, <clears throat> but. Anything other than that, I can't really see why they're all in this room. And I'm just stalling people, like I said. I I will get into the whole N-word shit 
Trust me, you could just fast forward a little bit if you want to hear. You know, I'm typing in Twitter.com on this laptop right now. I have some money to get, but uh, I'll let it sit there real quick. Uh, you know, not to be rude and shit, not to be doing 50 things at once. Uh, this thing is taking so long to load. How's y'all Christmas if you celebrate Christmas? Uh, this, this is one of those intermission spots, I guess. Did you celebrate Christmas? If you did, did you get anything? I used to be one. I was like, man, I don't want to get for Christmas. Now, it's weird. Because, you know, since the passing of my mom, it... I was like, I don't want things for Christmas, but for some reason, this Christmas, I was like, I would really love it. And I'm not saying she was just good for presents and shit, because no, she wasn't just good for presents. Uh, but uh, I would really love it if motherfuckers, well, I, I know why they unfollow me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter right now, people. <laughs> I was just looking at my followers real quick. Uh, but um because that's the first number I saw, not because I'm some vain bastard like that. Uh, but yeah, it was like, man, I kind of wish I got some for Christmas and I kind of wish my family wasn't fucking boring as fuck. Uh, but it is what it is. You know, maybe I can meet a bay, hopefully meet a bay and we can celebrate Christmas together in the future and I could get gifts and shit. I don't even want extravagant shit. I have this weird obsession with Christmas sweaters I want to collect them uh, simply just so I can have a collection of ugly Christmas sweaters to y'all they ugly to me they kind of fire now I have seen some ugly ugly Christmas sweaters but uh, yeah not all of them I'm typing in uh, looking for the video right now uh, so I could give give it to y'all let me just talk about it uh so Lucy K says so I'm a nigger Chris and everybody else but Jerry Seinfeld is laughing it up Jerry explains why he doesn't feel that a white man saying that is funny uh and he he doesn't see the humor in it and basically Louis C.K. being the asshole that he is, because he does give me this that asshole vibe. Uh, he tried to basically shame Jerry Seinfeld. I don't think anyone caught that. And I'll play the video. I think this is it. Uh, but, uh, well, I think what this po- person, I think this is the full clip of it, hopefully. Because I feel like it was longer than a minute and 17 seconds. But, but somebody's video only has a minute and 17 seconds from what i saw i felt like it was longer than that but i could be wrong it's playing right now let me restart it let me turn the volume up oh shit turned it up on the nigger part Oh, I don't think he has the. There's only two. 
So hopefully y'all heard that. That is the clip. It is actually a minute and 17 seconds. Uh, I was tripping. I probably felt it was longer for some reason. But uh, yeah, that's a lot to take in for a minute. Uh, It's a lot of shit that went down in one minute. But that's how fast situations happen in real life. So yeah. Anyways, y'all heard y'all heard Louis C.K. You heard Ricky Gervais. By the way, if you don't know who Ricky Gervais is, if you were thinking... Who's the guy with the English-British accent? That's Ricky Gervais. So, uh, Gervais or Gervais, whatever. But um, that's him. He was the one... Uh, if, you, if you're watching the video, I'm going to paint it. If you're not watching the video, I'll paint the picture for you. He's sitting on the... Uh, right in front of Louis C.K., but there's a... Uh, not on the same... There's a couch where Jerry Seinfeld and Chris... Rock are standing on. Ricky is on one end of the, uh, you know, table. I guess uh, bad description. I know. And uh, Louis C.K. is on the other side. Ricky Gervais is is saying, uh, you know, well, that's the he's the one that's saying that's the pairing between you two. You two meaning Chris Rock and Louis C.K. You guys say is you guys say nigger on stage. Uh, and then Louis C.K. makes the joke of, quotation marks, joke <laughs> of saying, well, we, meaning me and you, me, Louis C.K., and you, Ricky Gervais, we say nigger in private. And then Louis C.K. says, well, that's the difference between you and I. To Jerry Seinfeld, I don't think you've ever said it. And then Jerry Seinfeld just says, basically says, you damn right, I've never said the N-word, and I don't see the humor in saying it and I don't plan on saying it and I don't think it's right for me to say so that's that again I paraphrased this shit even though I actually played it just in case it didn't play uh yeah (laughs) how do I feel now how does this comedian feel all right I'm not a comedian but if you think I am cool let it ride out how do I feel about that entire situation? Um, once again, if you're on the Anchor app and you have that clap feature, well, everyone has the clap feature on the Anchor app. If you're on the Anchor app, I'm going to need you to hit some claps up for Jerry Seinfeld. I clap it up for the man. I've always been a fan of Seinfeld. I'm not going to act like a big, big fan, but I've always liked him for his personality. I always thought he was a smart dude, stand-up dude. 
And it was good to see that it wasn't just an act of a stand-up, smart, funny guy on the Seinfeld show. That he's actually a smart, funny, stand-up dude in real life. So, it, I, you know, I, mean, I guess it wasn't acting on the show after all. But, um, I was, yeah, I, I was very proud to see him do that in that moment. Chris Rock, it was really it wasn't really surprising because I'm gonna keep it funky with y'all. Chris Rock has always given me a vibe of he will allow white people to get away with certain shit because he's always given me this vibe of or somewhat of a vibe of he only gives a fuck about him and if he is being mistreated now if someone called him a nigger and it was violently it was obviously in a well i don't think there's a kinder way of calling someone a nigger anyways but if it was toward a violent if it was a violent tone to it i think chris rock would be offended not because he's being called a nigger But because it was him where the hostility was pointed toward. I know he made, he he uploaded that video clip of the police officers or the security guards in his neighborhood stopping him um, because he's black and stuff. It seemingly, that's what it looked like, because he's black because... Uh, you know, they didn't know who he was or they just was like, look at this black man in this nice car. What does he do? Right. He was in that situation. What I mean by seemingly, they did that because he is black. That is, that's 100% fact. But I'm saying that it looked like he knew the implications of that. Whereas now I'm starting to think, well, it wasn't because he uploaded that video or he detailed that situation wasn't because he wanted to put out a statement of oh racism affects rich black people too it will affect affect your black ass too he just wanted to say how dare these police stop me I don't give a fuck if you're stopping other black folks out here shit if there's another black man or a black person in general in a nice car in this neighborhood i want you to stop them and harass them even if you know for a fact that they did they're not guilty of something i want you to stop them as long as it's not my black ass all right that's the vibe i get and after seeing this this clip it just goes with you know a little bit of the suspicions i had with chris rock again i love his stand-ups i'm not gonna look at that clip and say oh i never thought you were funny anyway like people people kill me on the internet when they find out somebody that they are a fan of is doing some wild problematic shit or is okay in some problematic shit then they want to get on this i would never fan of you anyway stop lying nigga stop lying you was quoting their shit. You was quoting their lyrics. You was wearing their uh, fucking jerseys. You was doing all this other shit. You was following them on Instagram, liking their post. You was 
all in their mentions, wishing them a happy birthday. You was all in their mentions, wishing them congratulations on whatever accolades. Don't give me that bullshit of you was never a fan of motherfuckers you was wishing happy birthday to. Get out of here. So, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be, fuck you, Chris Rock. I always hated you. I knew you was a coon. Nah, I ain't going to do that. I'm a I'm disappointed but not really surprised. But that that's as far as my emotions with Chris Rock stands. But at the end of the day, Chris Rock isn't me. I'm not going to look at Chris Rock and decide how I should feel about white folks saying the N-word. I don't like it, period. I don't give a fuck if you're a friend of mine or not. He said things like Louis C.K. is the uh, blackest white dude he knows. Uh... I'm going to disagree with that because black black people don't just jerk off in front of people uh, in front of women and say, sit there and stare into my eyes and watch me jerk off and nothing. I don't even get naked. Just stand there. I don't know any black people doing that. And if any black men doing that, they were raised by white people or around white people. So you know how that get down. But anyways, um, yeah, he knows Louis C.K. better than I do, so I can't really say I'm a I'm a black guy on the outside looking in. I'm just saying nah. I think Ricky Gervais, I mean not Ricky Gervais. Uh, I think Louis C.K. is white trash who just has money. But you know how they're saying you can't you can always take the the. The hood rat out of the hood, but you can't take the hood rat out of the hood rat. Oh, some shit like that. Same shit with white trash. You can take white trash out of the trailer park, but you can't take, you know, the trailer park out of white trash. Or, you know, you can't take the white trash out of them. They may act, they may dress a little differently because they got money. They can afford better clothing. They may not live in a trailer park anymore because they can afford bigger homes than a trailer park but all of the trashness that they've learned the inhibited while they're living in a trailer park while they were in their trailer park days that shit is still within them and that shit does not leave not unless they have a full on a life change and midlife crisis about themselves and they're like I want to not have these uh, trailer park trash qualities about myself just trash qualities in general right I'm not trying to trailer park shame anybody if you listen to this podcast and you live in a trailer park home clap it up for yourself one time I clap it up clap it up Um, but, um, you know, I'm not going to look at this and, and sorry folks, if you want me to get on a hate, hate Chris Rock train, I don't hate him, but I definitely side on the nigga. I definitely, again, and these are suspicions I've had, not, not because of this clip. Oddly, I think I've seen that clip before. And I think that's where my suspicions came from because it was something to this effect 
as to why I started side eyeing Chris Rock years ago. I think I saw this before. It was eight years ago, and eight years ago I wasn't as I hate to use the word, but I wasn't as woke <laughs> as I am now. So I probably probably brushed it off, or probably just did what I always did eight years ago. Whenever I saw something I didn't like, fuck that nigga. I'm moving on to the next shit. And that's probably why I'm side-eyeing, you know, where the side-eye of me, of Chris Rock, is coming from. It's a bunch of other shit, too. Like, I really didn't like how he handled that uh, uh, situation with with uh, DJ Envy's kids, his kids, and DJ Envy's kids. I guess they played, like, on a, on a basketball high school. You know, high school sports is causing a lot of drama, but... Anyways, I don't know if it was high school, elementary school, or whatever, but uh, they played, uh, you know, Envy's team basically whooped Chris Rock's team's ass, and Chris Rock was being bitter as fuck and didn't want to take pictures with uh, Envy's kid, kids because Envy's team blew out Chris Rock's teams by like 50 fucking points or some shit, right? Now, it is a choice of Chris Rock, uh, any celeb, to say, I don't want to take a picture or not. I just think that if you're in the limelight or whatever, uh, that's something that if you didn't want to to do, you shouldn't have gotten to this limelight shit, right? Oh, if that's something that you didn't expect to happen, you shouldn't have gotten to the limelight. But like I said, it's just a number of other... I hope y'all can still hear me. I had my phone just laying there. But that's <laughs> uh, just something... It's just a lot of other shit. That made me start a side eye and Chris. But Chris Rock aside, no, I do not sit well with the situation. I don't see this as just jokes. And I think that a lot of comedians, uh, they try that not just with the N-word, but with other offensive jokes. Jokes about the LGBT community. Jokes about beating women or, or, or raping women or jokes about... Uh, you know, killing the trans community, all this other shit, all these other, uh, offensive jokes to, uh, many different communities. Um, I think they try to slide it off as it's just comedy. And I think that is part of it, but let's be real. If non-comedic motherfuckers like me know that within every joke that we tell, there is some truth to it, then I know comedians for sure know that. All the comedians I've ever heard a joke, uh, say a joke, whether I thought the joke was funny or not, in the back of my mind was was always, there's some truth to this joke. There's some truth. Even the comedians I joke about having sex with a guy or this, that, and the third, or, you know, oh my God, I, I you know... Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I I don't want to put man on blast, but when Tracy Morgan used to talk about how he would, well, not used to, he was joking about how he would fuck uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, it could be a joke, but it could also be some truth to that. I'm not shaming it, dude. You you find Caitlyn attractive, you'd fuck Caitlyn. That's on you, and that's on anybody. I wouldn't. But I don't give a fuck what you do with your sexual organs. As long as what your sexual organs are not trying to do is me if I don't want that. Okay? So, 
And I don't want none of that Tracy Morgan shit. I don't want no one's, no man's sexual organs. But <clears throat> all I'm saying is there's truth to these these jokes. Again, I, that doesn't mean that these jokes aren't jokes and they're not meant to have shock value or to make people laugh or whatever. But I'd be I'd be stupid as fuck and I, if I was one of these morons online that would about it. Fuck out of here, yo. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You wanna believe that because you know for a fact that you agree with what Louis C.K. Uh, is saying. You agree with that mindset, I should say, of white people just saying the N-word freely and facing no consequences. And you like the fact that Chris Rock is just yeah, 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 about it. You know? You like that. You also like the fact of Ricky Gervais freely saying it, and he's over here in his English <laughs> laughing about it too. You know? And then, of course, you got a problem with Jerry Seinfeld, but you might be anti Semitic. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't know where uh, that, 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 that's that. That's that, really. I don't give a fuck if you're a white friend of mine or not. If you're white and you're listening to this and you consider yourself a friend of mine, that's beautiful. That's fucking great. You still can't say the N-word around me. And if you do, I'm going to correct you. And if you keep doing it, I'm going to beat your ass. It's that simple. So if you want to get away with saying the N-word, don't say it around me. Period. All right. Um, But as long as... Well, I feel like there is more to say. You might get some more minutes of the last episode of Let's Talk About a Podcast for the 2018 season. Clap it up for me one time. Anyways, um, what else do I got to say? Oh, I wanted to say, I want to answer this question that I heard. Oh, I see a lot of people bring up. Once again, heard on a, uh, is the mic still on podcast? Uh, great guys over there at dead in sports uh you get hear that podcast well not just dead in sport why did you just say that dead in in general but um go on spotify and check out their podcast as well yeah um they're not paying me to shout them out but guess what i'm not gonna shout out i don't give a fuck if i love y'all or not <laughs> any other podcast except for mine so check out the my two cents podcast also on spotify you can just type in you love Ernest and then you'll find it. But um yeah, I wanted to answer the question of should comedy be censored or should comedians watch what they say? My answer is still going to be no. I feel as though comedians should say whatever the fuck they want. If Ricky Gervais, Louis C.K., any other non-black comedian want to use the N-word on stage, guess what? They should have the freedom to do so. But, you know what they can't do or what they shouldn't do? They shouldn't silence anybody saying, you're wrong for saying that. And guess what? 
if somebody tries to rush the stage or successfully rush the stage, because security at comedy shows really isn't tight. It's not tight. Someone successfully rushes the stage and knocks out that redhead trailer park trash Louis C.K. on his fucking ass. And then they pull out their dick and they jerk off on his face. I, because he used the N-word. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna say nothing. Now the jerk off part, I'm gonna be like, hey, come on, bro. You didn't have to do that. But you did it! <laughs> so I ain't gonna say shit. But um same with Ricky Gervais. Someone come up there and they knock the fucking English accent out of Ricky Gervais that he sounds like they just knock his voice out, like he can't even speak no more. Because he used the N-word. Tough. Someone comes up to Chris Rock and says, you a coon, you a sellout, you this, that, and the third. And they want to whip his ass. He better call Pootie Tang because, you know, I don't think Chris Rock got hands like that to be fighting. So, I'm not, if you don't want to get your ass kicked, don't talk about, don't say mean things about the LGBT community. Don't say the N-word. Don't talk about beating women, raping women. You can make comedy without having to offend people. Now, I know I sound like one of these PC folks. But I think you really can make No, I don't think I know you can really make comedy without having to say things for to offend folks why are my neighbors yelling I hope y'all don't hear shit um but yeah so to answer the question no I don't think we should censor comedy but we shouldn't censor people uh and say that people are wrong for feeling however they want to feel now people are going to get offended by anything Somebody could talk about their own selves. People have gotten mad about Kevin Hart for talking about his own damn family. As if he said something about their family. When they're not of the Hart family. So it doesn't matter what a comedian says. They're always going to offend people. And that's the I'm not that's not on a comedian. That's on your sensitive ass. But you do not have to make an entire bit of saying nigger, 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 faggot, 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 training, 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 training. Women suck, women and women this, women that, women that. I'm gonna rape this girl, I'm gonna rape that. You don't gotta make an entire bit about that to get people to go ooh and ah and have the weirdos laugh at that. You don't. So, if you can't do that as a comedian, Reevaluate yourself and reinitialize your career. Alright? But this has been the final episode of the My Two Cents. Well, not My Two Cents. Wow! That's going to be the podcast I record after this one. This has been the final episode of Let's Talk About a Podcast with your host, Ernest. So you love Ernest, same guy, different name. Timestamps will be in the description box below. But before I go for real, I just want to thank each and every one of you who have been listening to this podcast ever since it started. Um, you know, I started this on the Anchor app. Well, no, let me give you a quick, quick, big history. 
and then uh you know i'll try to make it quick but i started doing this podcast thing in general on soundcloud didn't really fuck with soundcloud a lot of people are leaving soundcloud now i like to say i started that charge of fuck soundcloud we out of here but you know i've always started things that a lot of people have taken credit for starting for i don't care because deep down inside i know and god knows but um i didn't fuck with soundcloud so for the longest i stopped doing podcasts which sucked because i enjoy doing this a lot i really enjoy doing this um then i was like you know what let me start back up heard about uh the anchor app through my guy gary v shout out to gary v heard about this started doing it on anchor uh anchor is the platform where i can you know where wherever you listen to this podcast whether it be google podcast spotify breaker pocket cast radio public or stitcher that is possible because of the wonderful folks over at the anchor app who disperse every episode that i upload on there to these avenues and i appreciate these avenues for having me as well don't get me wrong so if you're listening on google Podcasts or on spotify or on breaker or on pocket cast radio public or stitcher i appreciate your view and i appreciate just 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 people in general uh if you're a fan and not just listening to me and hearing what i have to say i appreciate the retweets the likes the shares uh you know all of that the little free promotion y'all give me i appreciate that i still continue i still want to continue and still will continue to go strong uh with the weekly podcast 2019 and beyond wherever this takes me it's wherever it goes I am making some money off of it, which was part of a, one of the goals of mine, but I'm still going to keep going with this. Uh, I appreciate what well, I, I can't, just can't stress enough of how appreciative uh, I am of, of everybody who listens. I don't give a fuck if, <clears throat> man, let me not get so emotional. Nah, I don't care if this is your first listen. Shit, it may be your last. I still appreciate the fu- the fine, the 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 fact. That's the f word I was looking for. The fact that um, you listen to this podcast or you listen to other ones as well, and if you choose to continue to listen, no matter who you are, um, I just want to say that I love you for that and I appreciate it. I'm just one individual. Uh, that has a lot to say. I'm not, you know, I don't claim to be the smartest man in the world. Not the richest. I'm not. I'm just, just a normal human being. Uh, I guess your average human being. I guess I don't know what the fuck I am. I'm just a black guy who likes to talk about a lot of things. Well, has shit to say. So just another opinionated black man. Whether you're offended by that or not, whether you're you you're you're afraid of that or not. Well, if you're not afraid of that, I appreciate that. If you're not offended by anything that I say, or if you can look past the things that that you you disagree with, and say that those are his thoughts and these are mine, I appreciate you for that. Those are the types of fans that I want. 
Um, yeah, that's that. So, as always, with the uh, outro, stay black if you're black. Especially you, Chris Rock. You need to get in tune with your blackness. But uh, stay beautiful, everybody. Black Lives Matter. Always. And I'm out. Hear me in 26... I mean, not 2016. Nah, we ain't going back. We're going forward. Alright? Alright, you hear me. In 2019, hope y'all have a happy new year. Peace out.